0: Hey, friend. Before we get to the episode, I have a free gift for you today. Do you want to start a podcast but maybe you feel like it's probably too expensive, it's too confusing, and too time consuming? Well, you need my podcast equipment guide. It's the five things I could not record my podcast without, and they all cost less than $100. I'll talk to you with direct links of what to buy about the physical podcast equipment, podcasting softwares, hosting, and more, all in this free guide. It's everything you need to feel ready to start a podcast today. So go get it at Now here's the episode. Hey guys, I'm Elizabeth McCravey, a website designer and business coach for entrepreneurs and your host for the breakthrough brand podcast, the show that's all about pulling back the curtain on how to actually build a successful business. I don't skim the surface around here. If you want a deep dive into the nitty gritty details of what it takes to run a successful business and stand out in a crowd, you're in the right place. After creating a multiple six-figure-a-year website design business in my 20s, I'm ready to share everything I've learned and everything I'm still learning because I believe the keys to building a thriving business should never be a secret. Here you'll find episodes that are actionable, direct, and fun, like French chatting business over coffee and a fresh, honest take on the reality of being an entrepreneur. If you're ready to master online marketing, branding, website design, mindset, and business strategy, then this is the podcast for you. It's time to build your breakthrough brand. Let's do this. I've worked with other people in my business for years now, and although I originally didn't see myself as someone who wanted a team in my business, I actually saw myself as like, I'm going to be a solopreneur, just me, when I first started things out. But now I'm like, this is the best decision. And I could not do this business without them. So even with that being said, managing people, whether they're contractors, employees, doesn't matter. It's not all roses and sunshine. And there are hard moments, especially when we're talking about a remote team. So in this really just short episode, I want to give you three strategies for improving communication with your team members if things aren't going well or if things are going great, here are some ways to just make them better. Things that will improve the company culture, improve your team communication and improve your relationship with individual team members to make things more effective. And these are small tweaks and they're tweaks that I'm thinking it's very possible you haven't thought of before, because these are things that I was not thinking about years ago when I hired my first team member, but now it is something I'm thinking about like day in and day out as I'm managing people. And also worth noting when I say the word team, I feel like that comes with a lot of weight for many business owners. And I want to clarify, I don't mean team has to be a W2 employee to count as a team member. I don't mean that they have to be on your payroll service. All I mean is people who are in your business, that your business is paying to do work for you on a somewhat consistent basis. So they could be contractors, they could be people that have their own businesses themselves that you're hiring, or they could be a W2 employee. This stuff we're talking about here applies to it all as long as they're operating with that team dynamic within your business. So let's get into it. And let me share that first strategy with you. All right, this first one has to do with when your team member makes a mistake, could be big or small, they do something wrong, and you as the business owner who probably was doing this task before you hired them to do it, you want to fix it. You're like, I want to fix it. That was not done correctly. Here is what I want you to consider first. Don't just fix this mistake, this error, whatever it is, and not say anything. So don't just go in and fix it and not say anything. When you do that, your team member is going to come back later and see that you changed something and they may feel like, Oh, why bother doing good at all if my boss, this business owner, is just gonna change it without even telling me, without even bothering to tell me. Or they may not even notice the change. Like they might it might have been a small tweak that now they wasn't visible to the naked eye, so to speak. And so they don't even notice. And therefore, because they don't notice, nothing improves and you just become like a super big bottleneck in your business in that relationship with that team member. And on the concept of like redoing work, it's really frustrating to have someone constantly redoing your work and when we become our own business owner it's kind of like can be hard in a way to like get back to that mentality of like what it's like having a boss who might like look over your shoulder constantly and fix everything you do but that's a really frustrating experience and no one wants that as a team member and also you don't want that as a business owner even if in the moment it feels like oh I just want to tweak this thing I just want to fix it so even though it might feel easier to do a few tweaks to something and then move on instead what I want you to consider doing is communicate it. And that will mean less mistakes down the line. So when you fix a mistake, there's, there's a few ways to to play this. So one way would be if you, when you fix a mistake, tell the person what you changed and why you changed it. So like, let's say just to use a Canva graphic, for example, let's say someone on your team has designed some Canva graphics and you're like the final step in it. So you're going to be the one exporting it from Canva and, you know, publishing on social media or wherever, but you're looking at it and you're like, Okay, this text is not centered. Um, I hate this color combination. This font's too big. This image, like it's cutting the person's head off. Like those sorts of edits. Maybe you're seeing it. You're, you're maybe wanting to fix it. Instead, what I'd encourage you to do is in Canva, there's an option to like highlight something, write a comment, tag them in it, or you know post it and then tell them on your project manager, like, hey, I have some edits to this graphic. I went ahead and did them myself, but I want you to look at what I did. I wrote comments for you so that you can see like. What the changes were, I'm going to go ahead and export these though. So you can just look at that on your own time, like saying something like that is going to be really helpful. So tell the person why you changed it. And yes, that's an additional step. That's a little bit more time, but it's worth it long term, because now they're going to realize like, oh, maybe they didn't even know that wasn't centered in Canva. Maybe they see the photo differently than you did. And now they know that like your preference is that it cuts at a certain point. So yeah, that's one idea telling the person why you changed it. Another idea is depending on what it is that you're wanting change, tell them to change it themselves. Like don't even get in there like editing stuff, um, whatever it is. Instead, tell them what it is that needs changing. And a great way to do this is using things like Loom, which is a screencasting, like screen sharing recording software where it's all sent via links. So like you can record a video with your face in the corner or no face in the corner, sharing your screen and talking through something that you're showing the team members. So maybe it's like you're proofing an email instead of just you going in and editing the email then sending it off maybe you make a video for them and say like hey here's what I'm thinking this paragraph it's confusing to me and here's why you phrased it this way but that's actually not how we like to talk about you know this topic within the business like tell them that feedback and then let them fix themselves and come back to you again for more edits or send it off or whatever makes sense there so that gives more autonomy and it's going to remove you from being the bottleneck in their position in the business so there are often those moments though where we want to do a little tweak to something and so I'm just saying when you do that tell people do not create a habit of secretly editing someone's work. And for those of you listening who are like about to hire, or maybe you have a new team member right now, like this is a great time to establish this type of relationship where you're not doing that. Like when you first hire someone, plan time in your calendar to actually over communicate with them how to do things, meet with them more, do loom videos with them more, do more detailed written directions, tell them how you do things, over communicate it through meetings, tutorials, written directions, all of that. So, you can make sure that you're on the same page from the start, which is gonna equal less correcting later and just a better start to the whole relationship. And they'll have more clarity on what you need and what you're looking for and likely help you not be the bottleneck because of that. Okay, second thing, and this is a big one that's gonna sound maybe obvious, but also you'd be shocked how often this happens. So, when there is a problem, with this team member, a problem with their work, problem with something of how they're doing things, the first time they hear about it should not be when you are letting them go and firing them. And again, this might seem obvious, but it's so often skipped, and you'd be shocked by how many people will tell you they left a position And the first time they heard that it wasn't going well was when they were being told, hey, this isn't working out, like we're not going to work together anymore. And there were no signs prior to that, where the boss was sharing like, hey, let's let's work on this. Here's what's not going well. So if you are having trouble with a team member right now, who you're thinking about letting go, and you know, there's a million reasons that could be happening. It could be truly like work performance, or something relationally not working, like time, whatever it is, maybe you'll let them go, maybe you won't. But regardless, the first time they hear that there's a problem in the business should not be in the moment when you are firing them. And as problems pop up, talk about them, make improvement plans, do more coaching and mentoring to them, tell them what's not going well. And really check in with yourself as the business owner, like is your heart in this because I think sometimes when things aren't going well with a team member, it's almost like you could like have given up on it months before you're actually firing them. So if, if your head is going to that place, I would suggest getting out of it or letting them go sooner, but like, don't be operating with someone for months, just thinking it's doomed, but you're not letting them go yet. So make improvement plans, do more coaching, tell them what's not going well. And sometimes we think, well, they obviously know it's not going well, but are you saying it in more than just when you're correcting their work? Are you saying it in more than just when like something random happened that didn't go well and you told them, you know, do things quicker or whatever it is. Are you giving them the chance to improve through communicating with them clearly about the issues or? are you like silently resenting them and just keeping it to yourself and kind of counting down till when you feel like you can let them go? Are you looking to upgrade your website without redesigning everything from scratch? Because, hey, you can improve things without starting completely over. If so, you need to check out my show it add on templates. In my template shop, you'll find podcast pages, sales pages, a landing page bundle, and the all new quiz template and speaker page template. These templates can be added to any show website in just a few clicks and integrated into what you're already doing, which is pretty sweet. When you purchase, you get access to tutorials where I'll show you exactly how to set everything up and customize your new pages with ease in under an hour. So go to elizabethmccravey.com shop to see all the add-ons and the full site templates as well. Now back to the episode. Something I like to do with new hires that really helps like offset these issues is doing a meeting one-on-one every 30 days for the first 90 days. So if you can do the math, that's about three meetings just to talk about how things are going. And we're doing more meetings than that. Like, gosh, I mean, I'm onboarding someone right now and like, we've, I mean, she's only been with me about a month and we've met probably like four or five times already. So it's like, we're meeting a lot right now, but this is a different kind of meeting where the literal purpose is just to check in about how things are going. So you're doing more meetings than that, but this is a meeting about 45 minutes to an hour. It could even be just 30 minutes, honestly, where you and this team member are both coming prepared to just talk about the topic of how things are going. And it really helps to have that intentional time to talk about it, especially if things aren't going well because you, if you ever feel like you have the opportunity to critique and tell what's not working, then implementing something like this would be good. Like if you're not feeling like there's a natural way for you to say like, Hey, this thing's not working. When you're setting up a meeting where like the literal purpose is to talk through like what's going well, what's not going well, this is really gonna help. And you wanna make it both ways too. So you're not just talking about their work performance and how they're enjoying things. You're also asking them to come up with specific ways you can improve as their leader, specific things they have questions on. It's just like, seriously, I've done this with just about every person I've hired and it makes such a huge difference. And I typically am only doing it for those first 90 days. But then I also think it's important even outside of that You Maybe after the first 90 days, maybe it's once a quarter or twice a year, but doing a check-in with your team one-on-one where you're not talking about a launch, you're not talking about some specific project, like you're just meeting to talk about the job and how it's going, asking them questions like, are you enjoying the sales or ways I can communicate better? Is there something you're doing that you don't want to do anymore? Like those types of questions. And actually, I just paused recording for a second because I was like, I should tell y'all some of the questions to ask in this type of meeting. So I'm actually doing one of these 30 day check in meetings with this new team member I told you about this Friday. So a few days from when I'm recording this, you guys are going to hear this episode a little bit later, but I'm doing this exact meeting with her. It's worth noting this new team member, things are going great with So this episode is in fact not inspired by my experience with her, but it is inspired by me like thinking about like, hey, onboarding new people and like team stuff can be hard so I was like it's on my brain lately so I wanted to talk about it but anyway these are some questions I literally have in our meeting doc and something else to note like I sent this to her I'm recording this right now on a Tuesday I sent this to her this morning in our meetings on Friday and I asked her to like go ahead and fill in some of the your answers like jot down some notes and like look at this ahead of time so like when you come to the meeting it's not going to be like you know, you're know, you asking, how do you feel like the job's going? That's one of the questions I have on here. That's not the first time she's seen the question. She was able to think about it and put some notes in. So here are a few of the questions. Now I'm not going to read all of them. I have quite a bit in here. Is there anything that isn't going well for you, big or small? Like anything they feel like they need to be changed what's your single favorite thing you've done so far? Is there anything you don't enjoy doing that I've asked you to do? A great question to ask is like how they're feeling about the hours they're working, is it sustainable? Do they want more, do they want less? Like how is that going? Um, I also like to ask about work schedule and like deadlines. I've like given them on things like, is that working with other things going on in their life? Is there anything I can do to better communicate with you and better lead you? This is a great opportunity for you to be able to ask like, hey, like maybe they're telling, they want to say back to you like, hey, when you send me a really long loom video, that's kind of hard for me. Like, I don't know what their answer might be, but like, whatever it is, you're kind of opening up the opportunity for them to share that. Could you come up with one to three ways that could better support you? Could you come up with one to three things you want to do in this position that we haven't done yet? So those are just a few of the questions. Again, I have more. And then I also am coming with notes for her that are like, kind of the questions I'm asking myself about how things are going with her, where I might have an opinion of like, Hey, it'd be helpful to me if you changed up this way of doing things. And again, this is a great meeting to be able to address those sorts of things. So definitely implement something like that. If you don't already, and again, back to what the original point of this one was, the first time someone hears about the problem should not be when you're firing them. And so if there is a huge problem and you feel like they're on that trajectory of like, Hey, this just isn't working out. These types of meetings are a great way for you to like tell them ahead of time that things aren't going well and give them the opportunity to change it, give them some heads up and potentially really work through things because you hired this person for a reason. So if things aren't going well, you got to ask yourself like, Hey, what made me like be led to hire them? I hire them for some reason. Like, let's try to figure out like what's missing here and make the relationship work. Okay, this last one is one of my favorite things. And this is truly a language shift that we can think about as business owners in the way we talk to our team about needs in the business. So change your language from I this and I that to the business, the customers, our customers, the clients, that type of language instead. Now, if that sounds really confusing, let me explain. So it's the business or our clients versus I, 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 I as the business owner need this, need that. So picture this, a team member has done something wrong or it's just the way you don't like and you're like, hey, I don't like to do things like that. Like I've done this for years and that's not how I do it. Instead of saying like, I need you to respond faster to emails. I need you to have more attention to detail. It's really hard for me when I see that you're not proofing things before sending those are just a few random examples. But instead, I want to encourage you to try to talk about the business, your clients, your customers, the brand, the company's standards, things like that. And the real point in doing this is to not make the way you're talking about things about personally pleasing you doing things your perfect way. Because in reality, yes, you're the business owner. But the reason you're asking them to change whatever it is they're doing that isn't working isn't for you most likely it's for the business. It's just you're the one leading the ship. And so you're the one like seeing that it doesn't need to be that way. But why does it not need to be that way? Probably because the way it is, is not working for the business. So one of the things you were saying instead, your response time to emails has been slow. One of our values as a business is really quick help and quick customer support. How can we speed up your response time? Is there anything I can do to help you respond quicker? It would be really helpful in the business if you proofread stuff like the emails before you started sending out, the emails, I phrase that really confusingly. How can I help you do that? So you can see, I know that shift is really subtle and those might not be the strongest examples ever, but it's still a shift nonetheless from me saying like, I really need you to respond to emails faster. Like that's different than saying like our values as a business, the business needs this, the business needs that. So I know it's a subtle shift, but it's a shift and it matters. And it takes the focus back to what your business is about, not just what you want as the CEO. And another thing I'll add to this that I think is really helpful saying our business, our company, our whatever it is, the product name, like doing that type of language versus it being like, my business is this, my business is that when you're talking about it with your team, giving them ownership alongside you because it is something you're all working on together. So it gets a subtle shift and it might actually feel really unnatural to you the first few times you do it. I've been talking about it my business that way for years with my team where I say are this are that but that's again that's right up in this vein of things because you're talking about like it's all ours that we're working and obviously you're the owner of it but it's still a group project a group thing you are all working on creating and improving all that so that's it those are my three little tips to help improve things with a new team member a team member has been around a while whatever it is if things are just not going well so I'm going to recap those again and I want you as you hear me read over these think about which one of these do you need to work on? Which one of these do you want to implement like today? Okay, first one. When your team member makes a mistake and you want to fix it, don't just fix it and not say anything. <laughs> Tell them what you fixed or have them fix it themselves. Number two, when there's a problem, the first time they hear about it should not be when you're firing them and consider implementing that 90-day like a meeting things I talked about. Changing your language from I, this, and I, that to talking about the business, the customers, and our customers. So those are the three tips. I hope this was helpful and I'd love to hear from you leave me a podcast review and let me know which one of these sticks out to you what you're going to implement or you can send me a DM on Instagram or an email I'd love to hear from you and I'll be back next week with another podcast episode probably one a bit longer than this one this is shorter than my typical roundup of episodes but yeah hope you enjoyed this and that it was helpful to you as you grow your business Thank you for listening to this podcast episode all the way until the end. I appreciate you being here. And if you enjoyed this episode, then I want to invite you to check out my website template shop too. Over on ElizabethMcCravey.com, you'll find show website templates that are easy to use strategically designed and created to help you book more clients and customers. Maybe your current website is really boring. Maybe it's a challenge to update and maybe even it's that thing that you really feel like is just completely holding your business back. Your website needs to be strategically and intentionally designed in order for it to convert your viewers into raving customers. And that's exactly what my M shop templates do. So these are pre-made show it website templates where you can plug and play your content into it with ease and then get started with a website that's designed to actually help you make more money. These templates are designed to be SEO friendly on the back end, and they're not just pretty, but they are very strategic. And with all the strategies I teach on this podcast, and best of all, they're easy for you to set up all by yourself. So shop them at elizabethmccravey.com shop and come join the M shop family of hundreds of happy customers. And as an added perk, you can use the code BBPodcast at checkout to get 10% off any template as a thank you for being a part of the podcast family. So that's a BB podcast for 10% off any template over at elizabethmccravey.com. And if you love this podcast, don't forget that you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts so that you never miss an episode and leave a rating and review for the show wherever you're listening, share it with a friend, share it on Instagram or Facebook. That's a great way to support the podcast and get the word out. All right, I'll be back next week with another new episode.